Welcome to Ghostly. What is going to happen to Ghostly in 2021? <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Pat. And I'm Rebecca. And in today's episode, which is a bonus episode. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, we interview Jacob Mayfield, which he uh, does a reading for Ghostly and what's going to come of Ghostly in the year 2021. We are so excited to have Jacob back. Uh, listeners really enjoyed his uh, when he joined us for the Houdini episode. Yes, and uh, what I what's really great about today's episode is that not only are we going to learn about some potential future things for Ghostly, but Jacob is also here to teach all of us how to do some home divination. Yeah, where you don't need all the crazy tools like crystal balls and. Goats. Sacrifices and <laughs> stuff like that. No, it's all stuff that you have in your home. And he's also giving uh, all of us some free resources, which will be in the show notes. So be sure to, to, to look at the show notes so that you can do your own home divination. Because free is always good. Free is always good. And make sure that you share those the results of your own home divinations with us uh yeah yeah. especially if you're on ghostly society um we we want to hear what what happens (laughs) when you do yours all right well we've put you in suspense long enough so here is jacob mayfield so we're so glad to have you hi pat hi rebecca it's great to be here again thank you so much for having me yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you were definitely a fan favorite of 2020 for us. Um, they really loved you. Lots of good comments. Yeah. We still oh, get whoa. them, too. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you know, we decided to take you up on your offer from when we talked to you last time to do a uh, a reading for us. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I know that last year... Um, when you were looking ahead to 2020, that you did a tarot reading together. And I thought today would be fun to explore some different forms of divination. And there's lots of different forms of fortune telling and divination I use. But I thought it'd be fun to focus on ones that you can do at home. So not necessarily crystal balls or runes, but things using playing cards and dice and things that you would readily have available so that you could try it at home. That's and, and we don't even exciting. have to sacrifice an animal or anything? <laughs> Not this time. Wow. <laughs> wow, very Bonus. cool. <laughs> no, this is this is very very exciting. Uh and I I'm I'm happy that not only is it something that's pretty easy um for you to do, but also uh that listeners could potentially do for themselves. Yeah, I think there's lots of people who have interest in exploring it personally. And I think, you know, there's some literature that talks about like always going to a professional or someone else, but I think doing divination practices at home is actually wonderful. It's a great way to do personal exploration. Uh, For some people, it's part of like their spiritual practice. It's great for reflecting. And I know like a writer who uses it for inspiration. So hopefully we can encourage some people to try some things at home and maybe post about it in the Facebook group. I'd love to see Kind of what people are up to. Absolutely. That's what I'm very excited about. So yeah, pay attention, folks, and we'll we'll give you some resources at the end. And then definitely we want to see pictures and posts of uh of your readings. And for the sake of this, I'm gonna suspend my disbelief in this and uh <laughs> no no debating. Yeah, well actually I'm really excited <laughs> to find out what what our future is going to going to have well, in it. I, you know what? I'm just going to say uh, I, I'm excited because I, I think that last year's reading, we it was not the most positive of readings. I will say when we did our tarot reading and um, yeah, well, it was 2020. So yeah. we, we <laughs> I didn't want we didn't I was trying to fight against the reading last year. I was trying to make it positive. But tr- no, no. You said you said nothing about my kidneys blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it was not. a. I mean, there were positives. Yes. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, I think generally 2020, most people would not uh, would not argue that it was a great year. So, uh, so I'm I'm excited to hear this year's reading. And, I am too. Uh, All right, that's good. All right, yeah, I think you know it's funny. I you guys did so well last year. I feel like I have a, a big bar to kind of uphold <laughs> with the ghostly annual prediction. <laughs> yeah, well, I know last year we used tarot cards. So, yeah. is that something that you're going to use tonight, or what are some of the things you're going to be? using well tonight i thought we'd explore three different forms of divination or fortune telling and i should probably kind of define those terms because you see both used interchangeably a lot and divination is just when you do something to gain insight into a question or a situation and that could be something that you want to gain clarity of in the present or you're looking ahead to the future and fortune telling is more or less the same thing except the connotation the connotation for it is just more casual. And occasionally divination is also applied to religious and spiritual practices where fortune telling is not. Mm. The methods that we're gonna explore today is astragalomancy, which is uh, the use of dice. We're gonna explore cartomancy with playing cards. So uh, fortune telling and divination with playing cards. So like ones you might have at home. And then chiromancy, which is palmistry. Ooh, mm, very yeah. exciting! Mm. Well, wow. and actually, I can I quickly go back. I, I have a question, yeah. and I, I divination and fortune telling because this somewhat has come up before. Like, mm-hmm. so divination, it doesn't necessarily you're saying have to do. It could have to do with the future, but it could also mm-hmm. just be like I need to understand the situation better. Would you say fortune telling is usually about the future, or oh, are a- they both kind of? Hmm. That's an excellent question. I think as when I think about all the people that I work with over the course of years, it's usually an even mix between people who are just curious. So I'll be working like a corporate event or a private party, which obviously I didn't do as much for 2020. (laughs) Um, So it's just people who are curious for just some light entertainment. Other times it's people who are kind of confused in a situation. They're looking for some guidance um or it's people who are looking ahead to the future as far as which method it really depends it really depends on the oracle that you're using so yeah i mean i it's really pretty much an even split okay that's an interesting question i've never thought about that no i you know what it just kind of came to me when we when you were talking about that i mean because you know both pat and i have also done readings for people we've Mm -hmm. talked about this on the show sometimes and you know it's true like sometimes people will say like i want to know they just want to know what's going to happen are they going to meet somebody this year you know something like that but other times it could be something just like i'm having trouble at work and i want to I want to know what I should do about it. Or, you know what I mean? Something that's more of like a, a situation that's already happening. And it's mm-hmm. like, I want to better understand that. And I, I think that's um, uh, that's something that people don't always think about when it comes to um, doing fortune telling. No, I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, it's interesting. I feel like I see the unknown a lot in the media. So you'll see people who are... Um, like the, you'll see like a police psychic, you know, and they're always exploring like <laughs> the unknown. You never hear about a successful police psychic who's called before crimes are committed. That is true. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That is, my, mm-hmm. that is my skeptical nod. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think it is a great way to, you know, a lot of people wonder, like, should we use readings to make decisions? And I think truly readings can be used to inform decisions, but everyone has free will. And readings can be a great way for us to be reflective on kind of where we are in the present, the situations we've been in in the past, and kind of what we want our future to be. And it's a great way to kind of reflect and look at things that are possible. Of course, the future is not written in stone. A lot of times it's kind of like doing a weather forecast. So things are apt to change. And of course, we all have free will and autonomy. Mm. I I really like that you said that a writer uses it for inspiration. That that is to me like being a skeptic that that would be actually a good use for this, I would say. Yeah, no, I like that. Well, and yeah. I always say too, I mean, you can you can look at I always say you could almost get any tarot card to some extent and then what it's what you bring to to it that combines together 
that will help lead to insights in your brain that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Completely. And I mean, for example, I think it's, you bring up interpretation, which I think is so important. Because when we see people in the media, they might flip over like death in the tarot. And that yeah. means that a character is about to like die on a sitcom, right? But <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of readers, myself included, interpret death as the ending of something. And if we're looking at the natural life cycle that we all go through, things need to end for new things to begin. And death and the conclusion of things is very healthy. For example, if we're getting out of a negative relationship, we want to see death because we want to see a clean break so that we can continue forward in healthy, productive relationships. Ones where we're not focused on the past, but where we're able to be present and be able to look forward to the future with the people we care about. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, are there things people should watch out for if they're doing readings at home? Um, you know, as far as doing readings at home, it's a lot of times that when we're doing a reading, we're looking to gain insight into a situation, right? And if we're very familiar with the situation, sometimes we're a little too close to it. I think of the phrase, it would hardly be a fish that discovered water. Hmm. It's that idea of if I'm looking to gain insight into a situation, Sometimes having someone come with an outside uh, perspective who can look at things in a clear way can be really helpful. Um, As far as kind of like simple tips and tricks, I always suggest that people find a quiet space. A lot of forms of divination can be very complicated. And the ones we selected for today, I want to pick ones where you can be successful immediately and you can start to explore. Um, But you want to have a quiet space, a clear mind, and I think the perfect attitude to have with this is one that's very respectful, but also very playful. Um, I don't think it has to be super scary, spooky, doom and gloom, but I also don't feel like you get a great result from the experience if you treat it, you know, totally casual. So I think being respectful, but playful is the perfect combination. That makes sense. Uh, I When I used to do readings, I had a rule for myself. I wouldn't do my own readings. Uh, do you believe that people can do readings for themselves or is it just for other people? I think that's a great question. I think for me, I do readings for myself mm. and I have a very specific outlook when I'm doing a reading for myself. It's really for me a method of reflecting on, so I'll normally do a reading once a week for myself, which is quite frequent. Um, And that's my opportunity to reflect on the week that I just had, take a moment to take stock in the present, which is such a fleeting moment. You know, even as we're speaking now, most of what we've said is in the past, right? Sure, yeah. And look ahead to the future. And I think for me, it just offers an opportunity to be reflective and present and to think ahead to what I want to see occur in the week ahead in a really positive way. So I might see something that I interpret as a little negative. And I might say to myself, you know what, Jacob, what can I do to affect positive change in my future? Because if I'm seeing this, and if this is something that I think, you know, is possible, you know, what can I do to make a better change for myself? And I think that is what divination and fortune telling is for a lot of people in the 21st century. It feels very doom and gloom when we're reading books or when we think historically. But I think for a lot of people, it's just a method of reflection, being present and looking to our future. And we think about things like self-fulfilling prophecies, looking to our future and taking time to forecast what can happen and also to take ownership of our actions and to work towards the goals in the future that we want to see. Hmm, that makes sense. And also it helps you, um, you know, um, tone your skills and, and get better at it too. It almost sounds like, a, oh, yeah. like an active mm-hmm. meditation. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I could I dig love that. that phrase. Yeah. It's we're copywriting. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, copyright. Um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of the people who I meet in the work I do, the most popular form of divination I see today is tarot and astrology. And with tarot, you know, I'll talk to people like, do you find yourself to be intuitive or psychic? And they're like, no, I just like this as I meet a lot of people who like to pull a card a day. It makes mm. them kind of stop for 60 seconds in the morning reflect on what their day has ahead gives them a moment to center themselves and then go off into the world. And that's not particularly 
psychic or mystical. It's just kind of a moment of self-reflection and grounding. And for some people, it's that simple. And for other people, it's an incredibly mystical and deep practice um, that's very predictive. But it's really whatever you want to make of it. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. That, that, yeah, that's how I, I typically will look at it. Um, anything we should be careful of if we're hiring somebody, if we wanted to go pay somebody to, to, to do a reading for us? Yes. So people ask me about this all the time, because like I mentioned before, we see a lot of people doing divination fortune telling in the media. And we always see people who are like elaborate scam artists, you know, because that makes a very interesting news story compared to little old lady makes a positive impact on people's lives with palmistry. Not as good of a news story. <laughs> um, and the structure that I see very commonly for people who are doing this work in a very predatory way is there's a, they'll charge something very inexpensive. They'll say something like a $5 palm reading. You'll go in, they will read your palm. And then they'll say, you have some kind of problem that I can fix for money. And that can take its shape in a variety of different ways. It might be a free aura reading. You come in, they say there's a negative energy around you. I can light a candle for X amount of dollars. You might come in and get a tarot reading after a breakup. And they might say, you know, I could prepare a mojo bag for X amount of dollars. But the first red flag I see is, you know, if I'm seeing something like a storefront psychic and it says, five, $10 to come on in. That's very concerning for me. And I think if you're ever in a situation where at the end, someone is asking you for a significantly larger amount of money, that is very unethical. And that's something I'm always on the lookout for. And that I'm always warning people against. Hmm. I think that's a fair, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, that's kind of true in a lot of, for in a lot of situations and it makes sense that it's true in this is that they kind of get you in the door with something super cheap. But then if they start like, Oh, for, you know, another $10 or whatever. But mojo bags Mm -hmm. are not free. Let me tell you that. Well, that's true. They (laughs) They are are not. not. (laughs) They are not. Um, (laughs) Now I would think, yeah, I was just gonna say the other thing is, I guess in some ways then it's, you know, not that you would want to, you, you know, definitely don't pay a ton of money, but, you know, paying for a decent reading it, for a quality reading, you know, might be worth it. If you, you know, I, for me, it's also getting references, you know, other oh, people completely. that have been to this person and, and that can be, can be helpful. For me, it's a oh, night yeah. of entertainment. There you go. Whatever you, <laughs> you pay what? for that. Completely. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. In yeah. fact, um, one thing that I will, I will always look for with readers uh, is I'll ask, do you, go out and get readings like have you ever purchased a reading Uh, or do you ever read for yourself which can be a very insightful question because they might have a reason that they don't read for themselves or they might be at a point where philosophically they they don't want to do it but a lot of people um in fact um my husband got me a fantastic astrological reading for my birthday that was about an hour and a half long and was well priced but was an amazing experience and she had reviewed my chart and received it like a month prior and we had a very detailed in-depth conversation but you know it's like anything you want to pay for a quality experience but when you see suspicious business practices those are always red flags to me um another very common kind of swindly thing that you'll hear about occasionally is with palm readings They'll read both palms and they'll say, well, it was that cost for one hand, but we read both your hands and now it's <laughs> this much. Mm. Uh. I would say overwhelmingly, though, for all of our listeners, most of the people in this industry are very kind, very positive, overwhelmingly very friendly and upbeat. I, I think um, it's not so much like spooky attire as it is people with, you know, big smiles who want you to feel empowered to make good choices for you to take time to reflect and also take time to check in with yourself. Cause really that's what a reading is. It's us taking time to check in with ourselves, which a lot of people, even personally, I struggle with doing, you know, we're always so focused on others and going, going, going and to take time to really just focus on ourselves and to have another individual do that can be a very positive, entertaining and also very uplifting experience. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Definitely. All right. Well, 
we Let's want do to it. hear about Ghostly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with Astragalamancy, um, which is divination with dice. Now, I will admit, I very suddenly do this. The reason I selected it is because you need three dice and a circle. So, I could do that. It sounds like Dungeons right. and Dragons to me. <laughs> Make sure they're six-sided. So this dates back to ancient Egypt and Greece, and it's still popular in some parts of Africa. What you do is you put a circle on the floor on the table, and I, just to give you an idea of how low-tech this is, I took a legal pad. I did really what's more of an oval, being very honest (laughs) with myself. I didn't go to art school, folks. Um, And I took three dice. Um, and I put them in a rocks glass and what we're going to do is we're going to shake it up. We're going to then cast it or kind of toss them into the circle and we're going to read the dice based on the number. And the source I'm using for this is one of my recommended books I use for people all the time. And that book is the ultimate guide to divination by Liz Dean. And I really like the book because it's readily available. It's very friendly. It's an easy read it's very well illustrated and it kind of gives you a little taste of all these different forms of divination. Cool. And for dice, it's only two pages. Like oh, that's pretty easy then. It's pretty succinct. I so, might even be able to read that. I think you could. <laughs> um, so should we just ask what does 2021 have in store for ghostly? Yes. That's yeah, a great start with that one. Yeah. Three fours, which is 12. And I'm just going to read it out of the book. We got three fours? That yeah. seems crazy. I'm, I mean, four could be a number that is important for mm. 2021. Ooh. So I'd say be on the lookout for fours. Okay. But in the book, once again, this is only two pages. So you add up um, the dice is what you're doing. Yep. Okay. So the we look for, I'm actually, I'm glad you saw me. Um, the first thing we look for is, did they all fall within the circle? Ah, and they did. Okay. Great. And then we just add them up. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way to teach addition to that more unusual child in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, so 12 is ghostly for 2021. You will soon, uh, you will find your answer in a letter that is coming soon. Oh. Now, I know that you guys have a P.O. box that we, as listeners, and I'm a huge ghostly fan, I'm always like so excited when you call. But I know that you have a P.O. box where people can send you letters, correct? Yes. Yes, we do. All right. So, ghostly listeners, I'm calling you to action. For 2021, the ghostly hosts, Pat and Rebecca, will find answer in a letter coming soon. So, send those letters. What's that address? All right. Sorry. Of course, I'm pulling that up. That is P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. So Ghostly Podcast, P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. For that important letter that we're waiting for. Yeah, so excited for the letter. You know what I love about this? So sometimes in divination, it's like, look for something positive. And in a book, and you're like, well, that's that's, okay. That's kind of (laughs) underwhelming. (laughs) I love how concrete this is. I'm going to have to check back with both of you. And I would say since we're doing a full year, like within the next three months. And I'm curious what mail listeners don't let me down. <laughs> Send those letters. A through Z. There's 26 choices. There you go. Um, yeah. We've gotten a like- couple of letters uh, from ghostly listeners. Mostly we get um, junk mail. Yeah. We at- get a lot of junk oh. mail, yeah. but, uh, but we do get some letters and those always get first, first call on listener mail. Yeah. But ghostly has been pre-approved for a first premiere credit card. So, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so 2021 might be a very unique year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you like to ask the dice one more question for one more question of astragalomancy? Ooh. You want to come up with the question? Sure. Um, is Ghostly going to get any interesting new guests? Mm. Oh, okay. Ghostly, we're looking for interesting new guests. A six, a four, and a one. So that, that is four 11. Up again. Yeah. Four showed up again. 11 is you may be a part 
from someone you love. So the way I would interpret that would be more interviewing from a distance. So I know that you've done interviews where everyone's in the same room, correct? We have, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you're listening in the future, in 2020, that was not always an option. (laughs) 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 That was challenging. So... I think for this, I would suggest continue to reach out to guests that aren't necessarily local, but might be far away and look for some of those national and maybe even, I'm going to say it, international guests. Go for it. Ooh, I like it. International. Yeah. We can get the Dalai Lama on. Oh, okay. I would love maybe. that. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking somebody from Ireland, but you know, oh, that okay. whatever works, whatever works. Yeah. If you're an international listener and you know somebody that knows stuff about, or ghost if you know stuff, the Dalai Lama, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um, why don't we go into the field of chiromancy or Paul mystery? Sound good? Yes. yes awesome. I love it. All right. So before this interview, Pat and Rebecca both sent me a picture of their hands, which I analyzed and then mislabeled. <laughs> which I found hilarious because I found Pat's hand at the time thinking it was Rebecca's, but like very interesting. I was like, wow, I have a favorite hand. Um, So chiromancy is probably the oldest form of divination we're going to be exploring today. And it goes all the way back to ancient China, ancient India, and we see it travel to ancient Greece. And although its popularity has waxed and waned over the centuries, it's remained pretty consistent over thousands upon thousands of years. And if you want to learn more about palmistry, I'm currently doing a class called Palmistry 101. It's through the event app and website Fever. It's a one-hour class where you get to learn to read your own palm via a Zoom webinar. And we will, can we link that in the show notes? Is that allowed? Absolutely. All of this stuff we're going to be linking. And including, you sent us pictures of our hands with your markings on them and all that, like little circles and stuff. So we'll be putting those in the show notes as well. So if you'd like to open those show notes right now to be able to uh, see what Jacob's talking about, we're going to do our best to describe it, you know, auditorial auditorily there you go sure Um, but uh you know (laughs) no but i think it makes perfect sense that pat's hand pat's hand would be definitely more interesting than mine yeah so look in the show notes to see my fabulous hand yeah because my life not not interesting (laughs) (laughs) no no No, i'm happy with that i'm okay with not having had a real dramatic life (laughs) they're both really complimentary hands Ooh. which I think makes for grace, great hosts yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> uh, the first line I want to talk about is your headline. So if you're kind of playing along at home right now, don't do this if you're like driving a car. But if you look at your <laughs> palm, um, there's three lines that kind of immediately are very well defined. And we're looking at the one kind of in the middle called the headline, the one that kind of goes horizontally across the palm. Mm. So Pat's headline... It, it stopped me in my tracks because it is incredibly <laughs> long. And when we see really well-defined, really lengthy headlines like this, these belong to individuals who are always like thinking things through. They're never just kind of sitting still vegging out. There's always something going on in their mind. They're, the wheels are always turning. But it's also a really creative headline. Which, I'm going to be honest, I was not expecting from Pat. I think with skeptics, I'm always expecting something a little more practical Mm. in its curvature. But yours is quite imaginative, Pat. Yeah, I'm I'm always thinking. (laughs) Where, when we look at Rebecca's, it's a bit more practical. Which, once again, I would not have guessed for, you know, kind of the skeptic believer format. Mm. What I really thinks interesting with Rebecca's hand is its length indicates someone who is fast to action. So once Rebecca knows what she wants, we're done. Like, let's move on. Yeah. But the decision has been made. That's true. <laughs> um, and what's great about it is that the lines are so distinctively different. So it gives great balance. Kind of continuing with your headline, we always look for the connection between the headline and the lifeline. And we see that in Pat's hand, the headline and the lifeline has a very intense connection. We see this with people who are always 
thinking things through, they're testing the waters, they're not moving too fast in different areas. Where Rebecca's hand, we still see that connection, but it's much less. And once again, that's a really great point of balance because if both of you were going very fast or if both of you were going very slow, you may not always get the product you want with Ghostly. But by having one person who's pushing a little faster and one person who's pushing a little slower, everything kind of averages out in a really productive and beautiful way. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um, And the last thing I want to touch on with your palms is the spacing between the fingers. So what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I was just saying, I've never, like, I noticed that you circled that and I've never had that as part of a palm reading. Looking at the circle between, like, the spacing, I should say, between fingers. With a palm reading, you know, I can provide a palm reading in three minutes, but I can also do one in about an hour. You know, if we're really looking at every element of the palm, one thing that I'll talk with, uh, I'll I'll talk with you and Pat about off the air is um, in his first phalange of his finger of mercury, it was just very interesting. I circled it. Um, But the spacing between each finger, very unique. Normally people have quite even spacing, but both of you have very distinctive spacing elements with um, Pat's hand we see spacing between the index finger and we see it between the middle finger. And that would be the finger of Jupiter and the finger of Saturn. And with Rebecca, we see spacing between the finger of Mercury and the finger of Apollo. So this year I would see Pat as being more independent and enjoying the spotlight a little bit more. Kind of, um, I, I, I don't I don't know how the dynamic normally works, but <laughs> definitely a little more, you know, enjoying that attention, not necessarily in a negative way, but just kind of in a a very fulfilling and very exciting way. Where with Rebecca's spacing, we see someone who's really focused on others. Occasionally, we also see this with people who really care about what others think, but they do not want to display that to the outside world. So they might really be, you might really be thinking about like listeners, what's going on with the listeners but you don't necessarily always want to display that. You want to appear maybe a little more confident um, and not as focused. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. I want them to love me, but I don't want them to know that I need them to love me. <laughs> I don't want to know. I need the love. Um, <laughs> and the last thing, I'm, I'm just going to touch on it very briefly. And I, I did circle it. So Pat's hand, first phalange of Mercury, we see a lot of vertical lines. And in palmistry, these are called strain lines. We see this when people have gone through a particularly strenuous um, circumstance, especially related to communication. This can occur when people feel like they are constantly communicating, uh, doing things like emailing, calling, texting, where they just are really being stretched with that. Strain lines do tend to vanish and appear over time. And people always look at me as if it's crazy that I propose that your hand would change over time because it's covered in skin. <laughs> and like our <laughs> Most skin people always changed, right? <laughs> and, you know, I think anyone who, you know, takes, normally we focus so much of like the skin of our face, but, you know, changes our diet, the weather, our environment, if we're stressed, as we age, our skin's always going through minor changes. Why wouldn't it be the same with our palm? Part of our skin that we're using all the time, every day. So I would say, Pat, make sure to take time to relax. Um, and yeah, there's I, I, I have so many other things to talk about with your palms, but I want to leave it there because I think that's most ghostly related. Any questions <laughs> before we go on to cartomancy? Um, no, I'm excited to go to the cards. I think, yeah, yeah I think that'll be interesting. All right, let's do it. So last year you did tarot, and many people are familiar with tarot. Um, but cardomancy is any fortune telling or divination with cards. So it could be tarot, playing cards, oracle cards, Lenormand cards, whatever. I think, especially with tarot, it can get very overwhelming for people who are trying things for the first time. I need to get a special deck, and then do I use a website or do I get a book or what, what do I do? So, as a special gift, for ghostly listeners, if you go to my website, I've made a PDF guide for you for Cardamancy. And it's on a secret link. So get your pen and paper handy. Um, <laughs> Unless and the you're link driving. Is, yeah. 
Unless you're driving. Don't worry, it will be in the show notes. <laughs> um, and it's mayfieldmagic.com slash gift. And that's May like the month, field like a field of flowers, dot com slash gift. And if you go to that secret page of my website, there's a PDF um, that you can download for free. It's one page. And what I focused on in creating this was something that was very user-friendly for beginners. I don't, it can get very frustrating when you have cards spread all over your coffee table and you're trying to hold a book open with your, <laughs> your like one hand and you're, so this is this major, think, is this minor? What, where this, am I supposed to go? Yeah. It's a major, why didn't I pay attention to music? Yeah. Like <laughs> it gets very overwhelming. <laughs> um, and with this, if you print it out, it almost works like, almost like a worksheet. So I'm going to get out the cards. I'm going to shuffle them up. Have either of you had a chance to kind of look at the uh, cardamancy guide yet? You know what? No, I have not yet. Now, this is, you're using playing cards, right? Correct. Okay. So these are standard playing cards. You do want to make sure you have all 52 um, in addition to the jokers. And, you know, the great thing with cards is they're available at any gas station and I was actually recently at, at the dollar store and they had a pack of two for a dollar. Oh, so, nice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like is, I said, before, I'm sorry. I just was looking at the sheet here and it definitely, yeah. you, it definitely corresponds to tarot cards, which it makes sense because yes. they do. I mean, yeah. Yes. The history of cartomancy with playing cards in relation to tarot cards is complicated in the sense that a lot of, poor historical research was done that now is kind of being rectified. Um, but yes, I, I don't want to get too much into any hot button <laughs> esoteric historical opinions, mm-hmm. but there was like a, a large time where people said tarot dates back all the way to ancient Egypt, which historically is incredibly unlikely. We know that it dates back to Probably, I want to say like 14th century Italy. Okay. And we see it first as a game and as something that would have been hand painted for people. We do see playing cards predating tarot by a significant amount of time. Oh. Um, anyway, I don't want to get into all this history debunking. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't like history on Ghostly. It's, no time it's for not our thing. No pet facts. <laughs> <laughs> no pet facts. <laughs> When is there going to be a Rebecca song? Right? Oh, listeners need to make one. Yeah. Like the ghost story. The ghost story. The ghost story. Yeah, you are a great musician, too. I I always forget that. Something super spooky. Yeah. So do my parents who had paid for that degree. (laughs) 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 But you know what? Listeners, send mail and I'm not, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm intrigued. The Pat Facts one is so good. Yeah, that was like at first you, that was you listen, you're like, that's eh, fine. Yeah. And then you know, it's like the next five years of your life, and that's the only song in your head. It's like <laughs> that Susie Snowflake, and you're just like, I can't stop thinking about Pat Facts. Well, we actually yeah. had so, a, a listener say that they were sad to learn that Pat Facts hasn't been in every episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was all that, right. That was like mm-hmm. Mondo's rendition of a Beastie Boy song, I think. <laughs> no, I, I'm definitely picking up that vibe. I think. Yeah. They, anyway, listen, we okay. will get. We need to get. We need to have a whole episode for the, the Rebecca <laughs> song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do today is the most common spread we see in cartomancy is past, present, future. Mm. You shuffle the cards, you cut them, you flip over the card on your far left for the past, the one in the center for your present, and the one uh, to your right for the future. So. In the past, we are seeing the Eight of Diamonds. And using the PDF from Mm mayfieldmagic.com slash gift, we go down to diamonds. Diamonds are a suit of money, business, financial gain, intellect, clear thinking, and travel. When we go down to eight, we see partial success, momentary loss of money. Mm. Do you feel like last year, the year 2020, 
was a time where you had partial success and may have lost some money or maybe been an expensive year. Actually, absolutely. That is that's how I would sum up 2020 for Ghostly. I, and actually, I would use that to sum up Ghostly just in general. That's yeah. the stage we're at. <laughs> I, you know, it's like we we are we are becoming successful, but yet it, we definitely are putting more in. Uh, monetarily yeah. than getting out, but that is a uh, hopefully a long game for what is us. it one step Sorry. forward, two steps back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so eight of diamonds, we're seeing, you know, just we're seeing the we're seeing the facts, card okay. facts. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> the next card we see in the present is the seven of hearts, and hearts is all about love, romance, happiness, maturity, and compassion. We go down to seven, and we see success and happiness. This tells me that although 2020 may have been a year of some monetary loss, some struggles, that we see that even right now in the present, that you're coming into a much happier, much more successful place. You can tell that you're kind of at a turning point where things are going much more positively. Yeah, I, you know, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Wow. Okay. I, Pat's like, you know <laughs> what? This show might have a whole different format in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and finally, in the future, we're seeing the Joker. Uh-oh. And the Joker is about changes. The meaning in it changes, the meaning of the surrounding cards. Oh. oh there's a little, yeah. That's so tricky. It, it, when I see the Joker more than anything in Card of Man saying, actually, I don't love the way this was typed on the side, um, is it's a card of changes and a card of. I, I want to think of the correct word. I'm trying to articulate exactly what I'm, what I'm thinking at this moment, but it's a card of kind of mischief almost. It's a card that's playful. It's not Joker in necessarily a negative way, but I would say that 2021 will be a year of big changes for Ghostly and kind of a time that you're getting very playful with one another and the show is getting playful and maybe trying new things. I'd say 2021 would look like a year where you're doing new things, exploring new avenues, the Joker in the deck I'm using, which is just a standard bicycle deck, it has the Joker on a bicycle. So we think about moving forward, trying new things. So to recap our Partomancy reading for Ghostly, we see that there's been some monetary, um, I'm trying to, I want to make sure I use the exact language of the sheet, sorry, partial success and monetary loss. We see in the future, in the present with the Seven of Hearts, success and happiness. And in the future, we're seeing change and we're seeing um, some interesting things occurring. And that is what we're seeing for Ghostly. Wow, that's awesome. Interesting. That's awesome. Interesting I, indeed. I do have mm-hmm. a question for you, though. Uh, sure. I want to kind of put you to the test here. I want to sure. see, can um, can you tell us something that's going to happen in the world in 2021? So do just kind of like a like a reading for not just Ghostly, but yeah. like 2021, the world. The world. Yeah. Um, you know what? I have my tarot cards with me. Let's awesome. give them. Let's give them a mix. I like it. So, I w- I will be the first to say that doing a reading for the world <laughs> would go into the realm of prophets, like <laughs> Jesus Christ, or Nostradamus, or Joseph Smith. Which, as someone who does corporate entertainment, is, I mean that's not necessarily on my business card. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, it's just one of those kind of interesting things. Yeah, I think all of us are just curious. Yeah. yeah. And the card I'm seeing for 2021, and this is so funny because we just had the Joker, is The Fool. Ooh. Now, The Fool sounds like a very negative card to a lot of people because in the 21st century, you don't want to be called a fool, right? <laughs> uh, but in tarot, it has a very different meaning. The Fool is at the start of a journey there in the deck I use, which is a writer, Wade Smith deck. We mm. see that the fool is on the precipice of a cliff. They're starting a journey. The sky is a bright, vibrant yellow. This shows new beginnings. It shows occasionally being a little naive. It shows a free spirit. It shows a sense of travel more than anything. If I'm seeing the fool, this would tell me that the year 2021 for many people listening is going to be a year about new beginnings, trying new things, and really engaging in that kind of that learner spirit, that beginner spirit, and trying new exciting things, looking to the future, and really becoming um, enlightened and excited and starting new journeys for ourselves. 
I like it. I do too. That's a very that's that's a positive way to end the reading. So yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I hope twenty twenty one's better. That's it's got to be. Yeah, no, I no, I love the fool as a, as a card as well. It, that's that's the beginning of the of the journey of, of the deck. So I I like it. I've been called the fool before, so it, it works. <laughs> well, you're going to be more out front and yes. famous. And yeah, all I'm going to be the famous things. one in Ghost League, Yes. So. <laughs> song rebecca he does have a song so that is true then no that's okay (laughs) oh did you have any other questions about 2021 anything that we tried here today any kind of lasting thoughts that you'd like to share or anything that you'd like clarified Mm, no i think this is good I, I think this is a hopefully a positive reading for Ghostly. I like the idea of uh, that we might get something in the mail. Yes. Right? We Yay! love mail. We so. love mail. And that we should look a little bit, be more adventurous with our guests. I yes. like that idea. Like, I think 2020 has opened up some possibilities for, for a lot of us. I mean, before 2020, like, it, we were scared to have guests that weren't live, that weren't in person mm-hmm. with us. And now yeah. it's like, who who needs that? Yeah. Right, like we can, like, we can, we can have guests from anywhere. Um, so I like that idea of being adventurous, and that kind of leads to the cards, which also talk about, you know, um, the Joker. Like you said, kind of changes the meaning of things and and making making changes and kind of taking some of the success we've had and and pushing ourselves forward. And we'd yeah. love to hear any ideas um, well, from to- listeners too. To me, it, it kind of summarizes my whole approach to Ghostly is that we're not we're not doing Ghostly to make money. We're doing Ghostly to have fun. We're doing Ghostly because we enjoy it. And that means to me that our year is going to be just more enjoyment. Not necessarily money, but, yeah. but we weren't counting on that anyway. <laughs> That's so. true. We were not. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Before I go, though, I do want to do a contest. Because oh, another contest. I yes, love that. I just think whenever I'm on, I promise to do a contest. Ooh, so, okay. All right. <laughs> um, so what we're gonna do is as I mentioned earlier, I'm currently doing a class called Palmistry 101 through the event app and website Fever. And it's a Zoom webinar that can be enjoyed by anyone anywhere. And what I like to do is give out two free like admissions to that. And because it's virtual, it's like Per device. Oh, wow. And so it's pretty cool. It's an hour long and you get to learn to read your own palm. And I go more in depth into the history. I talk a little bit more about my personal experiences. It's a fun time. And to to enter, it's just like the contest we did before. You have to follow me on Instagram at Mayfield Magic. May like the month, field like a field of flowers. And you're gonna find a photo for this episode. I did a I'm gonna do a post for this ghostly episode like the photo and comment with which form of divination was your favorite from the episode. And then I will select a random winner a week after this episode airs. Okay. And and now is it okay if they already follow mm-hmm. you? Because maybe course. they followed you from last time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes. it just, but, but if you, if you have, they haven't followed you, make sure that they do. And then, mm-hmm comment on the post with what form of divination and was your heart favorite the post too. gotta heart the post and then you gotta yeah, you gotta yeah. give a comment uh and i know last time you, you got a lot of good comments so so ghostly yeah. listeners let's get out there check out jacob's uh instagram he's got a lot of great stuff out there and then you can uh like and comment on the post for this episode and you could tell him how much you want the rebecca song I'm going to be honest, I want nothing more for 2021 than a Rebecca song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will see what so happens. Much. It needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I hope all of our listeners have a very bright future ahead of them for 2021. Make sure to, once again, go to Instagram, comment, like, but also I am a part of the Ghostly Facebook page. I would love if you decided to try any of this at home, take a picture, write a post, 
we would love to hear about it. Yeah, Ghostly Society is a great place for a post like that, you know, because it's private and it's ghostly listeners. And well, it's private-ish. Private-ish. I mean, you know, you always got to be careful when you're publishing stuff. But, you know, but just, you know, people are are active on that page. It's super fun. And yeah, yeah, we, we... definitely want to see your own readings and everyone there is very supportive too either you know even the skeptics are very supportive i i won't allow people that aren't yeah i want to see what the skeptics do with the dice readings um (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks so much and we'll uh we'll put all all of your contest information and your sources and everything on our show notes um that are on this up uh for this episode yeah, thank you so awesome. much, Jacob. We really appreciate you coming back on the show. Okay, thank you so much, and have a great day. You, you too. too. All right, thank you so much for listening. Remember to tell a friend because word of mouth is our best form of advertisement. And in our next episode, we will be talking about Rebecca? Annabelle. Yes, we will be talking about Annabelle. We're going to talk about the movie a little bit, but we're going to talk about the myths and legends that go along with Annabelle. Absolutely. And we may even have a special guest with us. I'm trying to get Bob. So I'm trying so hard. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, uh, I know we talked a little bit about... um, I was thinking about this after talking to Jacob about doing a Rebecca theme. Uh, I actually <laughs> think what we need is a listener mail theme. Yes. The listeners, you deserve, you deserve a song. It. You deserve it. So if anyone is feeling musically inclined and wants to record a little jingle that we can play for listener mail a each episode. Jingle jangle. A little jingle jangle. Yeah. <laughs> we would be glad to put it in. And uh, Annabelle comes out on January 6th. Yeah, so just in a few days. So we hope you enjoyed today's uh, special edition of Ghostly. And uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, stay ghostly. Bye.